California, he has the same birthday as Manny Pacquiao. This is Stan O'Leary. How about that loss? Yeah, no, I'll get to that later in about a few seconds after this. In the ring to my right, hailing from Tijuana, Mexico, he is the man. That's gonna devour the two judges that gave it to Timothy Bradley. This is Ramsey's Rivera. And them were some good judges. Did you use JR's barbecue sauce? Oh, yeah. Some <laughs> A1 and some barbecue sauce. Mmm. And, and, and some buffalo chicken sauce just for good measure. You know, that's an, inter- <laughs> that's an interesting cocktail for awesomeness. I should try that one of these days. Hmm. <laughs> now, that's all fine and dandy. And uh, look, uh, I think at this point, you know, it's out of the bag, out of the box, everything. We should probably bring this up. When even though we're not boxing podcast per se, I feel like I still do have to bring up about that. As you mentioned, Manny Pacquiao versus Timothy Bradley match. And first of all, I just want first and foremost, I just want to say, what the fuck was that? What match were the judges watching first and foremost? That's what I want to know. I think they were watching Celtics game instead. I think so, or or, or something. Yeah. Or maybe they're watching, or maybe they're watching hockey. I don't, I don't know. Here's here's the thing. Here's here's the worst thing. Is like here's the worst thing is that when you look at the scoreboard and when you look at the stats and everything, Pacquiao just. Beat the hell out of Bradley and everything. He landed more punches. He threw less punches. And throughout the 12 rounds, 11 out of the 12 rounds went to Pacquiao. So I'm looking at this. I'm thinking, okay, Pacquiao's going to win. Because, you know, hell, everyone else thought Pacquiao yeah. was going to win. Even even Bradley, I'm sure he was thinking, oh, shit, he's going to win. And the decision. Two judges out of one, three. It's just like, this is the biggest Horseshit in the history of history. I don't know who said it on Twitter, but let me let me let me open my Twitter feed because someone actually posted something really interesting. That's like that makes a lot of good sense. Oh, CM Punk of all people. Oh yeah, CM Punk said, "If you think wrestling's fake, look at boxing." That's what he said on his Twitter. Okay, you know what? We were trying to introduce a segment. We were trying to introduce a segment last week about uh, uh, called the Zing of the Week. That's my Zing of the Week right there, ladies and oh. gentlemen. The Zing of the Week. I swear that is that is a low blow for a wrestler saying that, that it's even more reek. Damn, damn, son. <laughs> and you know what? He's right because this is 
oh, this is almost as bad as the Montreal screwjob. Yeah, and I mean, and the worst part is, what it's, and it's kind of telling when when your when when your most hated rival is actually agreeing with is actually agreeing with everybody else that you got that he got screwed. In this case, uh, Lloyd Mayweather said that said has said uh, has gone on record saying that he got screwed. Oh wow! <laughs> Holy shit! I I would have never imagined that Mayweather would defend Pacquiao on that match. Oh no, not just that. It's like you're talking to the man who, like, I swear to God, that it, it should have been the reverse. His opponent, he should have lost to his opponent in his, in his last match for the same fucking reason. Yeah, it's just, and not just, uh, it's not just Mayweather and CM Punk, you know, calling bullshit on that match. It's everyone else. Like, the Twitter just exploded with celebrities just coming out of left and right woodwork, just bashing the decision. And it's true, you know, I saw, I saw, I I didn't see the match. I saw, like, highlights in the match. And and obviously, Pacquiao had the match. He had it. And yeah. it's just like one of those things where it's just like, what? Like now, I'm I'm asked the same question I asked earlier. What? What the hell were those? What the What the hell were the refs watching? I have no fuck. You know what? At this point, like, I am beginning to think that refs are biased or something. You know? Who? I wonder who who um, who promoted the match. Was it one of Don King's like one of one of Don Don King's things? I don't <laughs> know. Like, if it is, like, then yeah, not... it's rigged. It's rigged big time. If 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 Don if Don King had his hands on it, I'm not even sure if Don King's relevant at this point. You know, I mean, I don't even care. But it's like, like, yeah, it, it, uh, there's so many factors nowadays. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like we live in an age now where it's just this is this is the reason why boxing is not as popular because like when you see stuff like this happen, when you got a when you got actually a good. A, a good a physical specimen losing to lo- losing like that in a in a boxing match. And again, CM Punk was right. We we, we look at wrestling and you see we we look at wrestling. We make fun of it, and then we see this, and it's like which is more rigged at this point? And um, last night when we did the sports podcast on Jerry Barber's like the point in which that uh, these things do happen. Only the the, the problem. Is that when it happens, it's usually like lower, like like mid card or lower type of matches, like things that uh, matches that no one really gives a damn about. Yeah, somewhere, so, yeah, somewhere down in the in the lower cards, just to like make make them seem make them seem relevant, so that way they like when they go up the rank, they look more important on their track record. And here's the thing, though. I mean, UFC like this happens occasionally too, slight occasional. I think the last. Thing last time that happened was at the uh, number one contenders title match for the flyweight championship at the UFC on Fox, and that was just even they admitted like it, immediately after that they admitted it was a clerical error that so they had a rematch and you know that was settled like recently but because it was a flyweight match and it was um UFC on Fox it wasn't as relevant or I should say rage inducing as this is this is a main event this is a welterweight title belt this is a Manny Pacquiao so not just that it's like you're like people we 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 shit on prices of WWE pay-per-views you want to take a one wild guess how much it costs to watch a pay-per-view for boxing just 
Not the ballpark. How much you want to take? You want to take a stab? I give up. Eighty, ninety dollars. See, there's your fucking problem. So it's like you're paying eighty, ninety dollars, and then the end result ends up being that. Yeah, <laughs> I would like. I got. I gotta say, look, the, those refs. I think their career is over. Yep, I guarantee it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is gonna lead to a rematch. That's all I'm gonna say right now. This is guaranteed no, no, it's a all, rematch. No, it's, yeah, it is guaranteed. Not only that, but the date has been set, November 10th. Oh fuck! Yeah, coincidentally, just before, just before PM Max. Why is there always a Manny Pacquiao match just before PM Max? <laughs> I don't know. Before or during it. I've noticed. Am I, I the only know. person that notices this? Probably not. I'm sure someone else did too. But hey, at the very least, think of it this way: like Manny Pacquiao wins that match, right? Uh -huh. He can come to PMX and karaoke with us. Fuck yeah! Wasn't he there? Wasn't he there like like three years ago? Yeah, but that was like briefly, and nobody noticed. They didn't even announce that <laughs> Damn. one. Yeah, they didn't even announce it. He, he just dropped by. It's like, I'm Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> I'm Manny Pacquiao. I come here to sing karaoke, and then like, I got to go back to uh, training again, back in the Philippines, and then do, a, then do a lot of political stuff. And then there goes all of our Filipino viewers or listeners. Yeah, probably. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> sorry for that. <laughs> I'm on my knees here. I'm very sorry. It's just like, uh. Anyways. No, but... Yeah, but look, look, Filipino people, look, Filipino fans, I should say, we agree with you completely. This was a bullshit result. Not just that, I agree, not just not just the Filipino fans, but like, boxing fans in general, we agree with you. Yeah, this was just bullshit and a half, my god. Like, yeah, it's like, it's very rare that, like, it's very rare for me to, to discuss, well, it's somewhat rare for me because I actually did talk a lot about well on private to myself. I like, on my own Facebook. I talked about like the Kodo Mayweather match, and I was like, "That's bullshit," and I was like, "That's the most bullshit match I've seen." And then I see this, and I'm like, "Wow, that fails in comparison to the amount, to the amount of bullshit I just saw." Yeah, suddenly that Kodo match just looks legit. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh wow! <laughs> this is like I um. I'm going to take a guess and say that this is going to carry over for a couple of weeks now. Like, I, I, there has to be some kind of investigation, too. And it's crazy. Like, I'm sure Boxing World wanted some kind of buzz out of this match, just that they get the wrong kind of buzz. Like, this is just, like, this is just a spotlight just burning them crisp, like, spontaneously combust. Yeah, and the thing is, like, they're getting your asses kicked by, like, UFC and, like, even, like, well, do I dare say, like, um, stuff like the WWE. But, and when you, when you think about it that way, um, yeah, they're getting your asses kicked and then, like, they, they pull shit like this. You wonder why they, they're, they're losing ground. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's... It's really unfortunate, and you know this should have never happened. But um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, bullshit, horseshit, sack of shit, um, just shit. Really, like that's all I could say. There's really not nothing I could say that I haven't said already. 
yesterday and now. I don't know. So, like I, I'm, I'm done. Like I, we just, I, we discussed the death. Like it's, yeah, it happened. It's just like, it, like on one hand, I like on one hand, it sucks. But on the other, when I figured, like when I, when everything is all said and done, I just said to myself, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was the end, gonna be the end result. Because I've seen many boxing matches in my time, big like big matches end this way, and I'm like, what happened here? I don't know. I just see this is how big this whole thing is. Like it just leaves us speechless. Yeah, we're. I, I'm still like trying to like piece together like you know, I'm still trying trying to piece things together like you know how did like what the hell happened here. I guess the best I could just say is that you know what the those two judges I think they kind of failed at math or. Yeah, because like that, I, that's the thing. Is it it boils back down to the it boils back down to the fact that it was just wrong. They gave, they gave the wrong they gave the wrong um they gave they gave the wrong uh, victory to the wrong person. And, yeah. Yeah, and this is good. And again, this is gonna question a lot of the legitimacy of boxing for quite a while, especially the fact that um it wasn't just a like a lower card match or it wasn't like a nobody match. It was Manny Pacquiao. <sighs> Worst match to screw up ever. Yeah, cause like uh, he's had a lot of decent and like legit victories, and now this ha- this happens and yeah, it's like you're like a lot of people like him, and then not only that, he's a like you know he draws numbers. He is a he is he's a he is a really huge like for, pardon me use a wrestling term, but he's a huge draw. And mm-hmm. for people, and people pay a lot of money for this. People are gonna start questioning a lot of things about boxing when they shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just there's gonna be a lot of questions, wrong kind of questions that are gonna come up, and and I don't. I think um, this is gonna hit boxing in terms of um, pay per view buy rate and the attendance as well. Because after this, they're not gonna buy into anything. Yeah, and like I said, it might. It, like you know, I wasn't. I was dead set on saying that Pacquiao is the guy who's, who single handedly is carrying boxing on his own shoulders right now. And they screwed him over. Yeah, they screwed him over so much in this way. I mean, I mean, this is why in wrestling also you don't want to be doing this to your champion where you screw him over constantly like this. Because then you start questioning the legitimacy, and then you start, don't start believing the fact that this guy's a champion. Imagine if CM Punk lost his title, like went back and forth with the title, back and forth back when he had when he first got the title from John Cena. We would be pissed. As a matter of fact. I mean, I, I use the best example. You remember how last year, around the same time, we were having these Christian versus Randy Orton matches? Ah, uh, yeah, the hot potato at the SmackDown. Yeah, it's sort of like that. Granted, but the thing granted, is, well, go, on. go on. I was gonna say, granted, oh, no, their I... matches were good, but yeah, mm-hmm. and that's all I want to say. Their matches were good. But I wanted to say that led to Christian turning heel. So. Yeah, but like I said, and and that's a and that's the thing with this um, Pacquiao Bradley fallout is that they they can't get out of it. Like at least with WWE, you have a way to get out of a snafu, which is just you know twisted around with a storyline. They can't do that in boxing. 
Yeah, that's a big problem, especially like with boxing. Like I said, like you, um, like I said, you're paying, you're paying like, um, you're paying eighty, ninety dollars to watch this. But WWE, you might get lucky, you might see it for fifty, forty, or you know, free. You know, wink, wink. No, do not. Yeah, but go yeah, on. wink, wink, no judge. But, um, yeah, with with boxing, it's like yeah, and only that, like it's well, it's a like unlike wrestling, like we still consider boxing very legit. And when the when all the eyes of even like every sports cast when ESPN's looking right at you, it's kind of it's kind of it's really kind of jarring to like get out of that. I'm very sure, but by, by when we come Monday and we start listening to those, when we start seeing shows like Around the Horn or you know those types of shows, that's gonna be like the main topic for a good majority of the shows. And we're gonna hear a lot of pissed off analysts and you know um, editors. Oh yeah, and then like you know, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the night afterwards, like everybody was trying to scramble on 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 sports and they're trying to like give their opinions and just like. Oh wait, wait, no, no, no! I take that back. There will be one person that agrees with this result, and I will be actually I will be small amount surprised if he actually calls it like it is. Skip Bayless. You know, Skip Bayless can can. CFS can like can can suck can keep sucking um Tim Tebow's cock for all I care. Like if there's one, oh he's like, here's the thing. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Skip Bayless is um ESPN analyst that doesn't know jack shit about what he's talking about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and he constantly and he's constantly trying to suck at Tim Tebow's dick. <laughs> so it's just like I'm thinking like, okay, if there's one person. That's gonna go against the grain. It's gonna be Skip Bayless. Oh, you better believe it. And if that happens, I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm just gonna we're gonna do our we're gonna do a show next week. Like he totally said it. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I'm counting on it. But yeah, this fallout, man, it's 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 um, it burns, man. It just burns, and shit's gonna go down hard. Look, I knew. The moment Lady Gaga tweeted about this, I knew that. Okay, that's it. Game over. Boxing's dead. Yeah, and, and again, this goes back to the point where it's like the world uh, is watching you with a very, with a very, very critical eye, especially when it's a legit sport. Oh man, yeah. So, all right. So we'll keep an eye out. We'll see what happens, and um, let's see who gets fired. La di da di da. If you want well, more sports, well, if you want more analysts about this entire match period, just check out the Bizarro World of Sports on ScarletRhapsody.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked a lot about that for a bit. So, that said, let's do what we came here for and talk about pro wrestling. And Speaking of rigged matches. <laughs> yeah. Not, but you know what? The first few news, they're not so rigged. They're actually pretty Unexpected. We have oh, yeah. two major. Yeah, we have two major injuries at our hand with regarding WWE, and both of them are gonna impact uh, No Way Out really bad. Mm, go for it. All right. The first injury is Archer. He's out with broken foot. Which means that the title that the, that the tag title is now officially Little Jimmy and Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I'm just. Try to imagine Kofi Kofi Pink. Oh, I'm trying to imagine Kofi Kingston try to tag in Little Jimmy. Like he's just like, um, how do I tag 
little Jimmy. Not only that, I just want to see the invisible man spots that's gonna come out of this. Oh, you mean like you know, Ziggler is just taking a bump from nobody? Yeah, dude. Oh my god, that'd be so awesome. Dude, oh my god, especially from Dolph Ziggler. Oh my fucking god, that was the, that was gonna be like the greatest match ever. <laughs> if that's the case, holy shit. <laughs> the guy can literally. The guy can. The guy can sell you a slap to the face like he just got shot. In the, like he just got shot in the heart. For God's. So it's like. That's, you know how awesome that sounds. <laughs> okay. Look. Um. Oh my. Oh man. Now you look, have the image that... of him doing these these, these crazy spots with, with nobody giving it to him. <laughs> I think. Okay. Breathe. Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, look, I think it would be awesome, but at the same time, okay, look at it, look at it in commentator's point of view. Like, if I was Michael Cole or Jerry King, I'd be thinking like, um, how the hell am I supposed to commentate this? I don't even know what the hell little Jimmy's doing. Well, all I know, he could be doing like, you know, La Mystica, and then I would be calling like Face Buster or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Booker T was there. He'd be inventing like new words, just uh, he'd be busting out that Don King dictionary, inventing and trying to invent new di new words to the moves that he just saw. Oh, that's oh, I've seen that before. Little Jimmy just did a Hawaiian banana buster. Oh, shucky ducky. <laughs> exactly. Again, this is this is the, like you 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 think of the worst, but this is the greatest thing. This could be the greatest thing ever, in, in if we think about it positively. But yeah, it does suck, especially um, if I'm not mistaken, our truth. He's he barely came out of being suspend out of suspension, like no more than like a couple of months back, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, around there, yeah. Like I want to say, like he got out of suspension in. But like just after WrestleMania, I believe. Um, maybe hold on. Let me um think. Let me think back. Uh, but let me see. Let me see. Uh, it was. Oh wait, wait. Hold on. Here we go. It was. Um, actually, no. It was actually uh, November twenty second, two thousand eleven. Why did it seem like it was yes? Why did it seem like I thought it was March? I don't know, but it was November, so it's been a while. Jesus, and still that no, that is that's still kind of a short amount of time between November and now. That's like that's mm -hmm. that's that's six months. Mm hmm. So it's like yeah, half a year. Yeah, half a year, and this happens. It's like, ah, uh, it's like given like like no one's giving him a break at this point. The little Jimmy's a nice well. Let's a wish him um. Well, let's wish him a speedy recovery. You Indeed. Know. Yeah. Meanwhile, little Jimmy can take over. Indeed. Again, free freebird rules are in effect here. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another person that's out of commission for the time being is Alberto Del Rio. He suffered concussion. Oh, when did he suffer it though? Because like he looked perfectly fine when I saw him on TV this week. Uh, well. It was during SmackDown taping on Tuesday in Columbia, South Carolina. So, 
I must have missed the, the spot because it looked, it looked perfectly fine for the most part, but... Ugh. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, I'm watching, I was watching, it's just like, so at what point did he get concussioned? Yeah, so it's like, I'm, 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 I bring up a lot of red flags, like maybe this is, you know, storyline thing, or I don't know, but it's like, but like, if he suffered a concussion, then he suffered a concussion, you know, those are, ma- those are like major injuries, so. And... I wish I could say it was a um, kayfabe or something, but it's a numerous wrestling media sources telling it. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I hope he recovers well because, like, he's having a really good program right now with Sheamus. To be honest with, like, he's having a really good, really, really good program. Which we'll get to that later. Mhm. Yeah, but this. I gotta tell you, like, apparently this all these injuries just keep mounting, and not just that. Um, that means that a lot of the talents had to be sort of like shuffled around. Yeah, I mean, not, not not too long ago we had a lot of injuries. Also, with like Evan Bourne was in. Was, is Evan Bourne injured or is he out on? Um, no, he's out because of drugs. Injured. Oh, he's injured. No, oh, no, fuck. he he's injured. Yeah. Oh fuck! And then um, also Dwayne Barrett, Dwayne Barrett's out for that horrific injury. That's like, oh my god, I I know how that feeling, dude. Yeah, and you know. How long before he gets recovered? I don't know, but I think I think Matt I think Matt, uh, Matt Seidel will be ready before he does. I'll tell you that much right now. Ouch. Because like he literally, I think is like from like like the way he, the way they're describing it to me and the way that I saw the picture. I think he suffered the same kind of injury that I did, where my arm literally just snapped. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, not fun, by the way. Yeah. You- I've I've heard stories from you and yeah, believe me, cringeworthy. Oh yeah. So, yeah, best of recording for everyone, especially like like like, yeah, just best of luck for best of luck for everybody because like the injuries suck. Definitely, holy hell! All right, so one last that thing I said, to bring up. oh yeah yeah, go ahead. One last thing I want to bring up was that recently, um. Recently, WWE decided to buy up all the, the all of the Mid South UWF tapes from 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 um from Bill Watts's territory. Oh, that's right. Want to talk about it a little bit more? Well, the only thing I know details of is that it's it's a funny little story that he didn't buy him from that that um he, that Vince didn't buy him from from Bill Watts, but from his ex wife, because she's actually oh, technically the owner of the of the footage. After the, after the a part of the divorce settlement, she she stayed with the footage and she sold it. Oh wow! That's sort of like a kick to the kick to the kick to the groin of Bill Watts right there. Well, like shotgun to the balls. There you go. So yeah, um, it's not the it's not the UWF footage from uh, from that you will see occasionally on on ESPN Classic, but it's but they did use the name for a while, and it's just like this mid south wrestling and UWF and. It's a lot like a lot of their, a lot of like wrestlers like you know the Freebird, the Junkyard Dog. That they were really popular. That's where they got their beginnings. So if you want to see like the genesis of those, of those wrestlers, you you're gonna see you're gonna like when they make a compilation DVD of them, you're gonna see a lot of mid south footage. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm always interested in watching like because like I was too young to remember the 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 day the glory days of, of territory wrestling. But it always fascinates me whenever like I watch a DVD. I'm always fascinated by those by watching like the footage from those from that era. 
Yeah. So, all right. So we'll keep on lookout for the, you know, the Territory Wrestling compilation DVD. Yeah, that'd be great. So let's get to our first show of the night, which is Monday Night Raw, June 4th, 2012, Greenfield, South Carolina, at commentator Michael Cole and Jerry the King Lawler. And speak of the fucking devil, we start with Michael Cole in the ring waiting for John Cena for the interview. And I use the term interview loosely here. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was more, le- yeah. This was more or less the case of Michael Cole not showing the fuck up. Not just that, but it's also proof that that John Cena is just like, yeah, he's losing it more and more. He's just becoming a lot more insufferable later. Like the more the more time goes on. I don't know. I, I think to me, John Cena handles himself well um, against Michael Cole. Yeah, well, maybe maybe because it's Michael Cole that he's up against, so. But I felt like, ah, yeah, just, probably. Ah, just shut up, both of you. Yeah, but um, guess what? Outcomes. <laughs> People power. <laughs> that was so easy to, so easy to make fun of. So yeah, so John Laurinaitis comes out. He says, "You can fight anybody you want tonight." Anybody, absolutely anybody, just anybody you want. And I'm like, you know, this would have been a perfect time for you, Cena, to go after CM Punk, but no, you go after Cole. Probably yeah. because he was right there anyway. Not to mention, you have to keep in mind that John Cena, uh, not John Cena, CM Punk is infused with Daniel Bryan Kane, so you don't want to disrupt the chemistry, quote unquote. True. But it's also one of those things where, it's like, yeah. in hindsight, that would, like, like he said, you can fight anybody you want. I'd be like, I want to fight the champion. You would, but this is, remember, this is WWE. Okay, good point. Yeah, you win this round. Yeah. Fucking WWE logic. It's like, you gotta throw that shit out, like, we gotta throw regular logic out the window. What, what logic? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yes, it has been settled. John Cena will face Michael Cole later tonight. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that shit happened. That's all I got to say. It's like, I really don't have any more to say other than I just said earlier. It's like, I hate these two guys with a passion. It's like, I just, it was just white noise for the most part. And then there was even more white noise when John Laronitis came out. Oh, man. But... Anyway, speaking of white noise, the next match is a non-title... <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, good. Good, job, good job, good job, good job. It's a non-title singles match between World Heavyweight Champion Sheamus versus Dolph Ziggler. Holy shit, this was awesome. I love this match. Yes. Really. It was a really good match. It's like it's proof that, like I said... Like these, like I think, like I said, put put um put Sheamus with the right opponent. It you can you can get a good match out of him. And Ziggler, he had a he had a great match with him on SmackDown. So this is like this is just, like, this is even more of a this is even more of just great back and forth between the both of them. Like I said, I would not blink I would not blink an eye if like if they if they do a Ziggler versus Sheamus um title match down the road. I would are be you, like, I, are you? I would, 
I would say that I would welcome it with open arms, like as wide as possible. Well, especially right now since they got rid of uh, since they got rid of Randy Orton that was reported last week. The next guy in line should be Dolph Ziggler, cause fuck the man deserves it. He's you already know, he was quote unquote you know, champion once. Come on. You know, you know, funny you should bring that up. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, now that we know that Alberto Del Rio is out with, um, possibly out with a concussion, do you think that it is possible, just a little bit possible, that Dolph Ziggler would replace Alberto Del Rio? Yes. It's it's not it's not it's not it's not common it's not a it's not uncommon for him to do do two matches in one night. He's he's actually done it I think like in two pay per views at this like. Back to back at one point where he's where he literally wrestled two matches. I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was like last. It was like last year or so where he started doing this. Like, in like I was like, "Fuck yeah! This this is the, this is the guy you should be pushing." God damn it! This guy this guy's this guy's working his ass off for like fifty people now. Yeah. So you know what? Okay, if WWE is smart and they are listening to us, I don't, I doubt they're listening to us, but if they are, put Dolph Ziggler in that title match. For God's sake, if you know what's right for you. Yeah. So, after the match, Sheamus celebrates up the ramp, but then Alberto Del Rio pulls the shenanigan, and he actually does a cross arm bar on the edge of the, the ramp area. Oof. Yeah, that must have hurt. Oof. Yeah, it looked like it hurt like hell at the mm. very least. So after that, apparently we got we get an announcement that Vince McMahon, yes, Vince Kennedy McMahon, will be coming to Raw next week on a three-hour Raw of all things. Hmm. I always dread when I have to hear. I always I, I always cringe a little bit when I hear the words three-hour Raws, and then yeah, I got like, I realized, oh yeah, we're gonna have to witness that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, uh, yeah. Alright, so next up is singles match between Sinkara versus Sinkara version 2. No, I'm just kidding. Huniko. <laughs> I was going to say, remember when Huniko was relevant? Me neither. I know! <laughs> what the fuck happened? Yeah, it's like. He, I always say to myself, he's just so. just kept a mask. Or get a new mask. Or something. It's just like he's just a dude that comes out in the back of like of uh, Ming's of Ming's son. That's it. <laughs> oh my god! It's oh, like, actually, I look at actually, this match you know what? I, I, go on. No, I would actually just you know if he just kept a mask or at least wear a mask and just come down to the ring while um, riding on a bike with Ming Junior, I would have been okay with that too. Yeah, but it's like still just uh, like. And it's proof that like they don't. That, this is proof of Huniko's um um Huniko's stock in the company when like when Sinkara just like them just wipes the floor with him. But I gotta say though, I mean Huniko did put up a hell of a fight. True. <sighs> so that and I yeah, and I gotta say though, I mean. I can see why you said, you know, he became a little bit slow, but to me, it was alright, okay? I really didn't have much complaint. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm, I'm not complaining that he's slow either. It's just like, that's a good way to go. It's just like, you start noticing when he starts doing La, La Mystica, you can see that he's mm -hmm. like going up, he's going way slower than, 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 a regular, than a regular Mystica should be. Yeah, I think he kind of botched it halfway too. 
Yeah, because like you said, that, that's another thing. It's like when when you got a guy like Sinkara, and you got you got him go, you got him going slower. You're gonna start noticing stuff like that. Yeah. Huh. How about that? There you go. Yeah. All right. So Sinkara. Oh, go on. I said I didn't notice it though, so it's like good for him at least. Yeah, I mean, it was satisfactory at least. So, Sinkara wins via La Mystica version 2.0, or as I like to call it, La Mystica the, La Mystica the Half. <laughs> like the, the Mystica just... Bacha or something like that. No, 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 can I just call it Half a Mystica? Alright, Half a Mystica. Yeah, Half a Mystica. Mean. Yeah. Alright, so, after the commercial, we get to the next match, which is... Some two high school dudes versus Ryback. I swear like, to God, I always say there, there's a definition of like indie spot geeks. That's like if you see those two guys, they look like indie spot geeks. Really skinny, like wearing like like just really baggy like you know really baggy like you know too big for their for their clothes like you know um, ring gear. They're just trying to do like big moves. That's like that's the definition of like the guy you see wrestling in like you know at a at a high school, a high school gymnasium. And you know what? That's just it. I think that WWE just goes to some random high school, picks up the two random guys, and just gives them um ring gear and tights and goes like, "You two get in the ring. We'll pay you a lot of money." Yeah, like you know how to take a bump? Yeah. Okay, go. And it's like, oh boy, are we going to face Sheamus? Are we going to face Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, John Cena? No, you guys get to face Ryback. I swear to God, they should still go with the idea of, like, that I proposed, like, that I proposed last week of him being, like, this guy who just takes you to the nether realms. And talk about, yeah, talk about another nether realm, just, like, finish him! And, of course, Ryback wins. And I, I, I will, uh, yeah, I know. Look, I will find, I will say this. I found it actually amusing when he picked up two guys for the double mu- muscle buster. He did it at he the did same it time last week, though. But it was amusing. It's just like, like he, did, like they're gonna, like next week they're gonna give him like four guys. It's the same thing they did with Goldberg. That's a funny thing, which worked. It actually works. That's 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 a surprising. It's working. He's getting over big time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I heard like everyone's cheering like loudly. I'm just like, whoa, hold on there. And yeah, I think we were, I think we were missing Goldberg chant this time. Yeah, because I, I swear to God, those things are. I, I now honestly, I believe I think those are piped in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Ryback wins, and um, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I. Yeah, that's, okay, that's the definition for... of a that's the definition of that uh, that happened match because like there's nothing else nothing else to say than 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 right back just ate those two like ate those two like twig twig looking motherfuckers. Like, feed me, Johnny, feed me. I, I think it was these scripts like feed me, feed me more, damn it, feed me. I'm like feed me. <laughs> yeah, I I have a question. Um, Go I'm, for it. actually, you know what? No, no. I'll save this question for SmackDown because Ryback does come back for SmackDown. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'll ask that at that point. All right. So up, yeah, so up next is there must, there can be only one match. 
between. There must be a winner. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a hell of a stipulation. Stipulation, pin him. It's like saying you must pin him to win it. It's like that's the definition of every fucking match. It's like, it's like thanks for stating the obvious, assholes. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like wrestling. For, it's a like stipulation win. Oh, uh, it's like a WWE, WWE games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, so before the match begins, Daniel Bryan actually comes down to the commentator's table and talks about, well, AJ for a bit, and then he does some, you know, question and answer thing. Oh, yes. And, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, Kane versus um, CM Punk, and you know what? This match was okay, but I think I'm more I'm more curious as to what happened after because uh, remember Kane destroyed everyone, including Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. But then he was about to go after AJ, and then AJ gives that creepy look on her face, and it's just like, okay, this is new. Yeah, I was like, uh, what's going on here? And for me, I, I actually enjoyed the match. I think I enjoyed the match more than I really should. Like, like I said, like, give it, like I, I may have my complaints about about him, about Kane. But it's like, I think you need to get him on the right time, and he's actually he'll be pretty good. And I get, I guess this was one of his better times that he got, they got him on. I, I say it's okay, but you know, I mean, it was still good, but I feel it's okay because, well, I feel like I've seen this match before. That's why. Ah. Yeah. So. Like, especially between Kane and CM Punk, like, I've seen this before, but, you know, it was still good, but I've seen it before. Yeah. But then that, now, getting back to AJ for a bit, it's like, we knew she, uh, you know, we knew she's crazy, but holy hell, like, that look on her face. When we get to, when we, when we get to SmackDown, I have something to say. Well, actually, I okay. might have something to say also when, we, I, I think, I think it was after this segment or another segment, but on SmackDown, I have something to say about this. Most likely. Okay. Mhm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's one more thing I want to talk about because this is um during the interview from Josh Matthews and AJ and AJ. Yeah. Did it happen later or did, or did it happen another? It's after. It's after. Okay. Yeah. So, my God, uh, uh, that's all I can say. Holy hell. Yeah, essentially, um, Josh Matthews walks up to walks up to AJ and he's like, "What are you doing out there? What about that look you gave to Kane? What about that look that Kane gave you?" I was like, "Yeah." Uh-huh. And he starts playing with his tie. I'm like, "I'll be like, okay. uh-huh. Uh-huh. don't kill me, please, don't." Kill. <laughs> and then the worst part is like he deserves it for being such a dick with everyone in the last couple of weeks. Just like 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 doing his interview segment. It's like, like this happened. How do you feel? And everyone's like. You don't want to be saying that, homeboy. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's also, it's kind of funny just to see him like like just like 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 just being like about to almost being murdered by AJ right there. I know, I know. There's a script. I'm sure even Josh Matthews was looking like, um, holy hell, <laughs> shit! Uh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> and they're like. Uh, yeah, I bet she's like, oh, what the fuck, man? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> oh, man. Um, look, 
this is going to be interesting during the way out. Um, this probably like this probably solidifies the whole like AJ shenanigan um, result. Mm-hmm. Most likely, yeah, as if the, as if the commercial didn't do it. <laughs> that commercial, I swear to God. It's like AJ with the like evil mustache. I swear. Okay, if this shenanigan happens, she has to come out with the evil mustache. She has she to. Yeah, she better. No, but still, it's um, yeah, you know, it has to be. Like I said, if they if they do this, I hope that I swear, I hope that God they continue with the feud because like that's the only way that this is because this has to happen because like. I don't want this to be the big blow off, and that's it. Because like, if that's the case, and I'm just gonna like, ugh. I don't think it's gonna end that easily. Because keep in mind, uh, AJ got involved with the whole like Kane mess just recently. Uh, so, how this develops should be interesting uh, for the next, uh, I say five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. They got to I mean, if she... something interesting. Yeah, I mean. Is she gonna team up with Kane? I, who knows, you know? Well, she's already she's already stalking CM Punk. I'm pretty sure next week she's gonna be wearing a Kane mask or something like that. <laughs> um, or both at the same time. That would be interesting. Yeah. All right. So the next match is non-title tag match between the new Freebirds. Kofi Kingston and R-Truth with Little Jimmy versus, oh well, here's a name we haven't seen in a while, Kurt Hawkins and Tyler Rex. In a match! Yes! Well, judging from the from the opponent they're fighting, it's like they're not going to be there for very long. And they didn't. Uh, the new Freebirds win via Trouble in Paradise. Yeah, this comes with no surprise. They... they, they... The minute I saw the words Kurt Huggies and Tyler Rex, I'm like, yeah, they're not going to be there for very long. Nope. All right, so the last match of the night, well, last match of the night, but it's sort of a two-part. It was actually kind of weird, but all right, so try to follow us if you can. The main event, John Cena versus Michael Cole. And John Cena enters, right? Okay, fine. And Michael Cole should be getting in the ring, but before the bell rings, John Laurinaitis comes down to the ramp and adds a pull something out of ass stipulation where it's like you have to beat you have to beat this person in order to face Michael Cole and no disqualification match. And I'm thinking like why am I not surprised? Yeah, my man has surprised. And it's, the other thing is, oh, like, but... it, it doesn't surprise. It doesn't surprise me. Also, the end result of who who they got. Yeah. Formerly, uh, it's a it's a lord formerly known as Tenzai. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! What happened here? I, I, I want to say something. I think it was around right before I went left for Fanime that. He lost his lordhood, and I'm thinking, um, you know, name like that, you don't just lose it easily. You cannot, I would think at the very least, like just for the sake of humor, like you just lose it gradually. What's below lord? Let's see, duke. What's, like, oh no, what's, 
I think yeah, I think Duke, Prince. The, the okay, Duke, there we go. Archduke is like you know that's like the highest. That's the highest one. But what would you say? I'll, I'll for the sake of humor, I was gonna go with Prince as well. You know, just Prince Tenzai. Hey, he was already Prince Albert. I know that's a joke. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. So for him to lose the title Tenzai suddenly, I'm just like, what happened? Like, yeah, he. I don't know what the hell happened here. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. I think I noticed it around uh, SmackDown of that Memorial Weekend. It's just like he, I think he came out just playing Tenzai. Ah, okay. Or, or was it the right after? Yeah, at some point in that range, he just came out Tenzai. Even the Titantron changed, changed to Tenzai. It's just like, okay. I did not notice this. Oh my god, this is like, this is, like new, this is like new. This is like new information that they're that they're dumping on me right now. And they didn't even tell you. Exactly. They didn't even send you. They didn't even send you a note. Only thing I noticed that like, he didn't come out with that weird Buddha gear. Ah, that too. It's like wow. Um, talk about falling like, grace. He came out. Not only, not only that, he put he pushed poor little Sakamoto out, out to the side when he came out. Yeah, he's pissed. Yeah, he's fucking pissed that he became nothing but a jobber. Exactly. He's like, fuck this shit. What the fuck am I doing? I got a jobber. I got a jobber throwing rice. What the fuck? get the hell out of here? I gotta fight this motherfucker here. And they fought, yeah, this match happened before. Yeah, we've seen it like a couple times before already. But this time John Cena wins. So that means that John Cena versus Michael Cole still happening and it's a no DQ. Yeah. And and I I'm okay. So Michael Cole tried to run away. And then John Cena catches him, give him a noogie, um, throws him back in the ring. Michael Cole begs for his life, and Cena just wails on it, like strips him first, and then just wails on him. No, no, first and... he was like, he was, first he was saying like, I'm, I'm respected, this and that, blah blah blah, and he starts putting his finger on him. That's when he's like, yeah, okay, now you, now you, 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 you touched me first, now I get to fight you. Yeah, and. Oh man, like this was like I-, I gotta say, like this was a little bit satisfying. Um, overall, uh, although I will say this, towards the end, I think Tenzai came out of nowhere, and I mean literally out of nowhere, just give him some bottle bomb on Cena. Cole tries to cover him, but Cena kicks out, and Cole tried to whack Cena with the fire extinguisher, but Cena just. Like, no sells the bottle bomb and just added to his adjustments. Michael Cole, John Cena's a winner. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> I think if there's ever a chance to use that lordship that John, um, uh, Lord Tenzai lost, it's on John Cena. John Cena, Lord of No Cell. Exactly. And before the win, um, John Cena just put um, Michael Cole in the headlock, just make him apologize for a lot of things, including Jerry the King Lawler and good old JR. And to me, it's just like, okay, this is a little bit satisfying on my part, just because I've been waiting for that since how long? Since last 
um, WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, it took him this long, but, you know, apologies and apology. Yeah. And then after that, um, it's just, and then after that apology, um, John Cena, not just that, John Cena covered, um, wasted, I should say, wasted good old JR's barbecue on Michael Cole. And yeah, and then the win, uh, pin happened and then it ended. And what's your overall thought of Raw this this one? Well, I was not as infuriated as other weeks, and this was actually a pretty decent Raw. Mainly because like all it was was just match after like I like shows when it's just match after match after match after match. And this was that's what this was this that was what this week was. It was like match after match after match after match after match, and it was like there was no filler. It was like literally let's go to the next match. Like I said, like last week, I think I told you, like you think, like you think that now that we have this long, like this is like the longest gap we've had for a while with them having with a pay per view, so it's like I think like like this is like a filler episode, but I think this is really good filler when they can have wrestling on it. I will admit, yeah, they did have a lot of match, and I was never bored. Yeah, I was never bored. I thought I, I, I dreaded when I looked at the when I looked at the when I looked at the results, and I'm like, oh god, I don't. Watch this, and I watch and I'm like, hmm, this, isn't, this isn't that bad. I mean, I'll even admit this. Like, we didn't mention it, but uh, they did run a video package of Big Show talking about why he turned heel, and that was actually pretty damn chilling, in my opinion. Yeah, they did a good job of that too. So there you go. Yeah. So overall, like, this was a good raw. I was never bored at all. Like, yeah, like I said, yeah even like, the yeah go on. I was gonna say like, as long as there's wrestling, I'll forgive anything. That's why it's like like it might be like, but that's the thing I hated last week. A lot of last week was just talking after talking after talking after talking. He didn't release out of wrestling to pad everything out. Mhm. So yeah, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Mhm. So then, now we get to the next show, which is TNA Impact Wrestling, all in the Florida. Yeah, or Lord, yeah, I know. Impact Wrestling Zone, June seventh, twenty twelve. At commentator Mike Tanay and Taz, take it away. So it begins with Dixie Carter. Last week, we last week uh, when the show ended, it ended with Dixie Carter screaming, shrieking like a mad woman, which is like, oh my god, if she if she starts emoting more, she's gonna she's gonna like destroy her emote circuits or something like that. So she's in the ring this week at the, at the very beginning of the show. She's crying, crying for forgiveness, this and that, blah blah blah. Hey, um, then Christopher Daniels and Kazarian come out, and they're like, you know, I told you, I told you, son of a bitch, I told you. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I'll, and then AJ Styles comes out, and they, he 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 clears the ring, and then Sturge comes out. He closes. He helps. Um, he he helps Chris, um, AJ Styles clear a ring, and then he and then he sock. He gives like the world's worst punch to AJ Styles, but <laughs> AJ Styles sells that thing like death. So there you go. Oh wow! So yeah, we had. So after that, we go to our very first match: Crimson versus A Double Austin Aries. Um, before the match. 
um, um, before the match, we, we, Austin Aries was talking to Samoa Joe, and he's like, you know, he, 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 like they're just saying like if we, if they're cool with each other, and they're like, you know, like he has his Samoa Joe has his doubts, uh, but you know, A Double being being a cocky the, being a cocky son of a bitch that he is, he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I, I'm uh, we're, we're always cool, and like he holds water, and he's like, what the fuck. So they have a match, and uh, Crimson wins. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. It wasn't like the best match in the world. Then again, it's like it's Crimson, but it's a double as well. But they could have done a lot more. And like that's all I gotta say. They they could have done a lot more. But it's like I think they're trying to play off a little more fact that he's like a chicken shit heel. So it's like they were doing a lot more. Ah, they were just doing a lot of weird spots for the most part. So there you go. Mm, I see. So after the match, um, uh, Crimson grabs the mic and he's like, "I'll challenge anyone at Slammiversary." Even you, Goldberg. Did he actually mention Goldberg? Yes, he did. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <gasps> the cojones on this guy, man. <laughs> oh yeah. So after that, we have a nothing. We have a nothing segment where Brooke Hogan's with with all the with all the with all the, the divas, but all the knockouts. So he's like, you know, "We're all gonna have a, we're gonna have a good time, this and that." Blah, blah, blah. By the way, um, I got I got a Velvet Sky. You know, you're gonna be in this country singer's next new video. Yay! <laughs> Ramses Rivera, everyone. That was his Brooke Hogan impersonation. Oh boy. So after yeah. that, Hulk Hogan comes out and he's about to make a he's about to make a he's about to make a big announcement for Slammiversary. But then Barbaro comes out and interrupts Hulk Hogan, and you pretty much oh, go boy. back and forth that you know that that you know he that he should respect the champion this and that blah blah blah. Sting comes out and he attacks Bobby Roode, and there you go. It's okay. Yeah, it's. It was, I didn't even know what the hell they were. I don't even know what the hell they were trying to set up. I don't even. I don't even know why the fuck. I don't even know why the fuck Bobby Roode has any business with 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 Hulk Hogan at this point. That's the thing. I was like, oh my god, what the hell are you doing there, homeboy? I don't think even he knows. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, I saw this. I'm like, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> so. I'll, so we have our so we have our next match, which is a TNA knockout con- for number one contender match, four way four way um four way match, and it's Mickey James, Tara versus Velvet Sky and Brooke Tessmacher, who she's n- she's now going back to Miss Tessmacher. I don't know why. Cause they're too lazy to say Brooke. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Or maybe they're like Brooke. There's already too many Brooks. We need to change someone. How? They don't even have that many Brooks. Like, they fired Tracy Brooks, remember? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Brooke Hogan, you son of a. That's. Oh, fuck. I, I'm trying to forget. She's not even a wrestler. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't know. I don't fucking care. But that's what they said on a marquee. <laughs> so, like, whatever. Oh, well, whatever. And it was an interesting match because, like, for the first time, it wasn't, like, the same for a woman. It was actually, they had Mickey James and Tara, who actually can go really well. And I thought it was a really good match for the most part. So, like, there was a lot of good back and forth. There was one spot in particular I like where it's, like, Tara, I think, had Velvet Sky in, like, had Velvet Sky in a hold. And then 
I don't know where Mickey James grabbed grabbed her by the head, and then I don't know where Book Testmarker grabbed her by grab grabbed um, Mickey James by the head too. And it's like it was like the weirdest, but it was the most interesting spot I've seen in a while, where everyone's trying to put a hole oh. on each other. <laughs> oh, the classic! Um, oh man, that's uh that's one of the classic indie spots. Yeah, it was like I never seen that spot before, but I was like, huh, that's just that they that they would do it. Oh man. Oh no, it's just, it's hilarious. Um, I think. Um, oh man, like I'm trying to remember because um, ah, there are a lot of indie spots like that. So you know what? Yeah. Move on. So the winner, winner, winner by a winner by a, um, let's see, I don't even remember, but the winner of this match was Brooke Tessmacher. Okay. And, yeah. So she she's so she's got a champ. So she's got a, a chance at a championship at Slammiversary. So there you go. Mhm. So then when the so let's see. La, 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 la. So we have a, so we have JB Jerry Boash here. The time to do, <clears throat> let me do this. Let me do this the proper way. <clears throat> JB Jerry Boash here for a contract signing between Bully Ray and Joseph Parks. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Every time you mention Joseph Park, I have to laugh because like his existence is just laughable to me. No, I like it. I like it that he's like he's doing the like he's. I like whenever he whenever he mentions whenever he mentions his brother Chris. He's like, my brother Chris. I mean, you know, Abyss. He always had to say that. Establishment, you know. <laughs> yeah, establishment. Come on. So they have a contract signing. You know, Joseph Parker's like, I'm not gonna do it. Bully Ray's like, You're gonna do it, you son of a bitch. And then. Then out of nowhere, um, Abyss is on the is on the is on the big screen, and he's like, "You shouldn't be. You're gonna be closer, brother. You're gonna be. You're gonna regret doing this." And then Joseph Park's like, "I, I, I have no choice, but I gotta do this." And he signed the contract. I'm like, "You're the world's worst baby face, there, homeboy." I, don't know, I think he's the worst face anything ever. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, uh, and then they're talking about the gut check segment, which I don't fucking care. But, like, Joy Ryan got screwed. Damn it. Ugh! Don't fucking get me started. So we have a TNA Television Championship match between Devon with Garrett Bischoff versus Robbie E and Robbie T. So what I say? You remember when Garrett Bishop was relevant? Me neither. Why is he still there? Yeah. So whenever this match was Devon was Devon, so they they get attacked. They get attacked by the no, Robbie T attacks attacks them both, and yeah. So we're gonna have a match between with, with Devon and Garrett Bischoff, which is the Robbies at Slammiversary. So yeah. Blah. So, finally, out comes out Hogan again to make that big announcement that he was that he was gonna make. But you can but like during the during the whole thing, uh, Mister um, I'm Stranish, but um, Hulk Hogan's voice is starting to go because like by the time it was like by the time the match by the time the, the promo ended, he just couldn't say shit. So it's like <laughs> Bravo to live television. You can actually see when they slip up like that. So what he so what ended up happening? He called up Mister Anderson. Well, actually, Mister Anderson came down first. He's like. Yeah, what about my uh what about my what about my match? What about my rematch? 
But I don't want to rematch. It's like, cool your horses there, bro- brother Black Jack, brother dude. And he's then I'm going to call out RVD. RVD's like, hey, man, are you going to call out on my match? And out comes out, I swear to God, the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Out comes out Jeff Hardy. Come- he calls out Jeff Hardy. Hogan calls out Jeff Hardy. That's what I meant to say. He comes out with like a boat. He comes out with like a suit, a tie, and like his face painted. <laughs> I'm thinking, do you go to like job interviews like that? Whole- <laughs> like, Hi, I'm Jeff Hardy. I know how to do fifty flop shit, and I can paint my face. Out of my talents. And like, no, it's like, it's like, so, Mr. Hardy, uh, nice face paint. Uh, tell us about your job experience. It says you were, uh, last job you worked at was, um, birthday clown for the kids. How did that work out for you? I don't know, man. I must have been, I must have been on a, like, I must have been on something, man. I'm something mystical. I don't know why, but it, whenever whenever I hear the music, whenever I do, whenever I do what I do, I become one with my, I become one with my with my masterpieces. Yeah, listen, we'll call you. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my meth lab. That's it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so so apparently, Hulk Hogan announces that that all three of those men are gonna have a match at Slammiversary to have to. To find a number one contender of the for the for I was gonna say WWE for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Whoa, slow down there, buddy. I know. I just realized. I'm like, I gotta slow my shit down. I gotta be like, seeing car like, woo. Break some of that shit before I like injure someone. Oh, you're gonna be the new Bostonmania then, huh? Oh, there you go. Matthew should just like make a compilation of all of my of just me slipping all these all these lines here. So that's when he announced. Like I said, it's just like it's the most jarring thing seeing that Jeff Hardy in a suit wearing the, with a face paint. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, so the triple threat match is for Slam Anniversary, correct? Yes, sir. And All right. We, so we have a we have our main event, a six man tag match between the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, and Bobby Roode versus the versus AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, and Sting. So at first, um, AJ Styles did not come out the ring, but so it was a two on one. There was a two on three match against uh, against them, and then uh, AJ Styles came in and made the save. There was a really cool spot where everybody was like fighting on the where everybody like literally like face and heel were fighting on the were fighting on were fighting on the apron, and then like literally like Ooh. and literally like you can see AJ Styles just t- like just dog pile on on everyone. I was like holy shit, man! You're really attacking your own partners here. Wow, you don't see that often. Yeah, especially like, with that's a, Yeah, especially with with um, AJ Styles. Like usually, Styles is like a lot more like he's a lot more protective of his spots nowadays. But to see that, it's like <laughs> very good. So it was it was that so they cleared house and then and then um, Sting gets gets Bobby Roode from the Scorpion Deathlock and I'm like that's where that's, I just screamed bullshit at that point. Wait, 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 wait. He got out of Scorpion Deathlock. No, he uh, um he he put he put Bobby Roode in in the in the Scorpion Deathlock, and that's how Scor- that's okay. how Sting won for his team. And I'm like, oh okay, it's, it's bullshit because again, this is what I said last week. Where you want us to go watch? You want us to go watch uh, Slammiversary? 
but we've already seen the match already. Yeah, you think it would have been much better if he put the death lock on, oh, let's say, Christopher Daniels? Yeah, that would have been nice, but no. He puts it on the guy he's going to fight. That's not how you do it. That's not how it works. <sighs> it's just... Look, okay, I will say this, okay? This particular booking result... Okay, I'm not as pissed as last week, but this is still bad. You know, to be honest with you, other than that, it wasn't bad. It was actually very hmm. good. It's just like... I think... I don't know, it's like... It's just that's the only bullshit I really found. The the wrestling was decent. Like, the, the everything they're going for was decent. It's just... That's the only, like... That's the only, like, elephant in the room when it comes to anything. Because it's like... That's not how you book anything, but... Uh... Well, yeah. I think what you mean to say... Yeah, I think what you mean to say is that compared to the other stuff... That it's easily... Passable. Yeah. Like it's it's not the best thing in the world, but if you're like if you're stuck on an island this week and you can only get TNA on your AM on your AM radio, there you go. Mm-hmm. Get you by, but it's like it's not the best thing in the world. Raw was that whole, Raw was a million times better, believe it or not. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll buy that. So there you go. That's my thoughts on. That's All my right. thoughts. It's a very passable show. It's like. By definition, the tepid water, the same tepid water that the reason why they don't hire Jerry Joey Ryan. So let's say Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Yeah, so alright, so after that is WWE SmackDown, June eighth, twenty twelve, Columbia, South Carolina. At commentary, Josh Matthews, Booker T and Michael Cole. Yeah, and th- th- this show happened. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, th- this show was a- this show was actually very good. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, so, start off with Alberto Del Rio comes down. Yeah, he comes out. He's like, you know, he comes out and like, you know, only a hooligan like your, you know, like yourself, Seamus. That you're the only, you know, this and that, blah blah blah. But like, you know, the championship, this and that, and he calls out Seamus. But it's not Seamus. It's Ricardo Rodriguez. <laughs> and my God, it was the funniest thing I've seen ever. I like that. I like the little touch, like where he wears the white tights. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I also want to know, like, is that a wig or is that real hair? Because I think it's his real hair. Holy... Oh fuck! Kudos to the makeup department then, because that was styled well. No, the, the, you should who, who you should be telling you should, who you should be saying thanks is like when we get to later. It's like literally his hair's black all, all of a sudden again. Like, how the hell did he clean himself so quick? Magic. I like it though. Like he he's just saying like you know you know you Seamus you know you're just a hooligan and he's like the only thing he says like fella. <laughs> So yeah, it was a, it was a funny little segment, you know. Yeah. And then the real the real Seamus was pissed beyond belief. Mhm. Literally, literally, he went he went one shade he went one, one shade um, pinker to, in, in his skin tone. And they brawled, of course. Oh yeah, they brawled. It was and it was beautiful. Yeah. Mhm. And then after that, out comes 
Teddy Long, holla, holla, holla. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, this is this is very familiar. I was like, I was expecting to go tonight. You got one on one against the Undertaker. But it's not Undertaker this time, is it? Oh no, unfortunately not. Yeah, for Sheamus, it's against Kane. For Alberto Del Rio, it's against <laughs> the Great Kali. When I saw the Great Kali come out, I'm like, oh boy, the, the poor big Punjabi man. The poor, poor big Punjabi man. Yeah, we say poor because he got dissected bit by bit by Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, so the match, ha- so the next match, the first match of the night was Alberto Del Rio versus the Great Kali, and Alberto Del Rio steamrolled, uh, steamrolled, steamrolled across the Great Kali. Mhm. Like literally, it's like, it's like, like literally, this is this is the opposite of what what they're doing with Sheamus, where it's like you pin him with the wrong, you pin him with the right person, he can get a good match. You have a guy who really outclasses the Great Kali by like, like five trillion to one here. And of course, winner by cross arm breaker, Alberto Del Rio. And yeah, that was a that that happened. That's all I gotta say. It's like yeah, it's like I I said like I said earlier, the Great Kali is just he's he's outclassed by he's like uh, Great Kali's outclassed by Alberto Del Rio by like by like you know God knows how many light years at this point. Mm-hmm. So after that match, we get a Big Show video package again. Okay, that was good. And then Teddy Long is in the backstage, and out comes the, the dinosaurs. Um, the Funkadactyls. Cameron. Funkadactyls, yeah. Um, Cameron, Naomi. And the Funkasaurus himself, Brothers Clay. And he has been notified that he is permanently moved to SmackDown. Yeah, but here's the thing. They tell them because because of the big show they're doing this, and I'm like, you know, big show was there last week. So, what really happened? What do you think they moved Brutus Clay to SmackDown? Oh, I don't know. Does it have to do with the fact that they're that they're that their roster's depleting? Like, like they're bleeding out? Like, like like some sort of like their 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 roster is like depleting rapidly? Yeah, I guess Randy Orton's suspended, Chris Jericho's suspended, and. Like, if you count today, could be gone at this point. Yeah, uh, the, at the time at the time of this recording, yeah, he could be gone. Yeah, so it's like uh, so many, uh, so many other people are already gone already. Like, it's, like Wade Barrett's gone, so it's like everyone's dropping like flies. <sighs> Crazy. I so, alright, so heard also. Oh, oh I, I think we discussed this last week, but. But I did say that like they're like the superstars are like are, like like John Cena and CM Punk are working both shows now. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, because like that's that that's one way they're gonna pad out like the, the time being where it's just like with all, with the depleting rosters. This is not gonna be good for Cena and Punk because they're gonna work double time. So. Yeah, but like I said, like in the long run, it's gonna make them look better because then they can like if they go against someone say like The Rock, you guys say, you know what? I work two fucking shows every week. I'm the like the most hardest working man ever. Good point. Anyway, so I, I think I used that argument last time. So if I sound like a broken record, yes, you did. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Speaking of broken, we get to the Jabber alert. This time, the Jabber, the Jabber of the day is Derek Bateman. 
The world's, and he the is world's gonna... stupidest baby face. And today he's gonna face Ryan. And no, I'm just kidding. He's gonna face Brothers Clay. Yeah, Derek uh, Bruce Clay killed Derek Bateman like legit. <laughs> that's all. Like, that's all we can say, really. Like he got killed. <laughs> And the thing is, like, he hasn't shown himself much, like, on NXT. I, I've seen some of NXT. He ain't that impressive. I mean, he has a good character. I love his character. It's just the problem is, is like, that's about it. <laughs> like, I wish I wish there were more, but, like, ah. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, after that, we get... Well, okay, I can't call him a jobber because we actually like this guy. It's your boy, Drew Mack. Yay, Drew Mack. Drew Mack, uh, Drew Mack, uh, Drew Mack, Drew McIntyre. Yes, our boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is in the ring with no TV entrance, unfortunately. So this um, means that he is a jobber tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, even as much as we don't want to admit it, yeah, he is a jobber of the night again. This is, I, I, I get the feeling this is gonna be a trend for the SmackDown, like since oh, yeah. last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but you know, Jumac, Jumac, yeah, it was good seeing him. But compared to the guy he fought, he was like eight feet tall. Oh my god, yes, he fought Sankara. Yeah, he was like he, he towered over him. I'm like, holy shit, dog. How tall are you? Are you like what, like eight one, eight two? Jesus, how how's the weather up there? <laughs> oh my god, it's like okay, um, we've seen Avengers. Okay, do you know? Okay, we've seen Avengers, so it's like Loki and Hulk. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's just the complete opposite, though. Yeah, I I I kind of wish though on that. Aspect. I kind of wish though, like Drew Mac would just like grab some cars, like just like whoop him around like a little rag doll, and just like, walk on, just talking like you know, like puny punch. <laughs> puny luchador. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But, but no, but, but, that, that's that's but, only that's only between us, unfortunately. Yeah, only between us because um, Sinkar did did finish and he won, so. I will say though that I mean, um, much like Huniko McIntyre did put up an offense. Yeah, and things like I said, like he's good. It's just it's just so sad to see him like just being fed being fed to like guys like Brodus Clay, Chinkara, Ryback. Uh, again, maybe, broken they, record. Yeah, it's just like and he put up a really good defense. Yeah, yeah, and uh, here's the, here's the best part is that whenever he hit Sinkara, like Sinkara sold it too. Like you know, you could set, you could tell that that was power move on oh, Sinkara. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's so, like, come on, WWE for God's sake, you make me happy for once. Like, give him a little nudge, a little. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. What about the United States Championship belt? Nobody's doing anything with it. Hey, yeah, Santino still has it. Why don't you make him go after that? Seriously, he's a good contender for that shit. There you go. There you go. 
Yeah, hell, make it a um, make it a triple threat match between the Miz, Santino Marella, and Drew Mac. You have well, absolutely nothing to lose. Well, actually, you can't do it right now. Maybe if we replace the Miz. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, right. The Marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was say, so yeah, why don't we why don't we make Zack Ryder? There you go. Okay. Even and the thing is like if you give it to Zack Ryder, still that's still good because like at least he's in a he's in a high caliber match, not being thrown not being thrown to not being as a sacrificial lamb. Yeah, come on, like do it, like Santino versus Ryder versus McIntyre. You have absolutely nothing to lose. Exactly. Only, only, you can only go up from there. Right. So. After that is we get another jobber alert. Again, the trend in the SmackDown now, I guess. Two high school kids from the city, I guess. From the rec center. That were out it's from the, the rec, rec center. center. We're gonna face right back, yeah. and then with, the, with, the win, with our winnings, we're gonna save the. We're gonna save the. We're gonna save the rec center. Well, unfortunately, I have a bad news for you. See, what's going to happen is that Ryback's going to come in. He's going to kill both of you. And he's going to take the Rex and the money and waste it on Steakhouse. Or eat the, or eat all, or eat everybody in the, or eat everybody in the, in the, um, in the Rex Center. Rex Center. Yeah, like that too. It's like Pac-Man style, like, no, 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 Waka 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 waka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we get into oh, what man. I can call was was the most interesting segment of like of for in a while that I've seen. Oh man! Now before you get to that, I want to ask a question. Go for it. Okay. All this time. From his debut to now, like we've seen nothing but jobbers being fed to him. Like, I don't care if it's like Drew Mack or De- Derek Beckman who's been through NXT and the Superstar, but still jobbers nonetheless. So do you think that WWE is afraid that if they, if they give Ryback a legitimate um, competition, he's going to choke? I think so. I think that's, what, that's what's happening right now because uh, like, if it was a WWE... They would have done the same thing they did with Lord Tensai and just put him in a high caliber match, and then that would that would have been the end of it. I mean, look, I know that this is supposed to be a build up. I get it, but um, jobbers don't give much of a fight. I think the last time, okay, uh, let's be honest here. Okay, I think Derek Bateman actually gave up, put up more fight than anyone. Yeah, pretty much. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what's his face? Um, what, what's his face? Wendy's guy. Oh, oh, he's Slater too. Yeah, yeah, Slater. yeah. I think he gave him more of a fight than than he than 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 Derek Bateman. But okay, good point. But again, it gets back to the point saying even at even with that, like Ryback is not gonna go anywhere. He's gonna be a neutral because he's basically given nothing, nothing legitimate. Like I, I don't I don't buy in I can't buy into him. Like he if they keep feeding him these um you know, jobbers. High school kids. Well, that's the same thing they did with Goldberg for a while. I think for like four three, four months they just they just kept on feeding him to like Hugh Morris. Oh yeah. But and they kept on like at that jobbers point, and stuff like uh, that. So it's like I yeah, I, but, if they're doing that, I don't mind. It's like, you know, he deserves yeah, it. Yeah, but 
I guess what for me what bugs me a little bit is that that's just it. Goldberg has done it before. Like he's just rehashing it. So uh for the guy that's been that's been watching wrestling like since like, you know, way back when WCW still existed. I've seen Goldberg's matches. Like for a guy like me, it's a little bit tough to take in. Yeah, I feel I feel that way too, but just, like, I think if they continue on the pace and don't like pull the trigger early, they can they they can um they they can um they they can do something pretty big with it. As long as like, I guess it, it, the key word here is that they cannot like they they cannot um they can't pull the trigger on this. Mm. So how many more jobber feeding will this require, in your opinion? At least like about at least two more months. All right. Because the thing is, like, at the end of the day, they're amusing as hell to watch. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, doing a muscle buster with two guys at the same time. Yeah. I, I just like the fact that like these guys think they can beat him, but like he just grabs him and just tosses him around like ragdoll f- physics. Like like some some. I think he mentioned it like the, like a Gary's mod, like just a Gary's mod, just a Gary's mod um mod thing, just flying around. So it's like That's- I wonder. Now I'm wondering, like, if anybody made a Gary's mod model of Ryback. They did. Oh, they did! Holy shit! And uh, it's funny. Um, they they the, the base model they use it is actually based on the heavy from Team Fortress. Holy shit! And the worst part, he looks identical like that. I'm like, holy shit! They look the same. Oh my god, my! <laughs> I gotta find that shit later. I'll, I'll see if I can try to find it. Like, oh my, I, I, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh my god, this fits perfectly when I saw the model. Holy shit! I have to see this one myself. <laughs> oh, holy fuck! Oh, uh, this is awesome. Oh my god! Oh, oh. all right. So, <clears throat> speaking of awesome. Yeah, speaking of awesome, let's move on to the next segment, which we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, so um, so Cody Rhodes comes out. Originally, it was planned to be the Peep Show with Christian, but Cody Rhodes comes out and he calls out um, he calls out bullshit on a lot of things Christian's been doing lately, being a being a face. And for the first time, I've never seen the WWE do this. Well, they may have had, but I might not remember. But this is the first time I've seen a baby face defend his baby face um status. And he actually has a legit reason. I'm like, huh, I like this. I liked it way of thinking. Yeah, it was, it was actually logical. Yeah, and then when when the way the way Christian put it and the way the way everything is, I was blown away. I was like, I've never seen it done this well. I like again, I may this may have been this may have happened before, but like nothing in the way I've seen it. And damn, that was actually really good how they handled it. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? And I'm, I can't remember this far back. Trust me, um, there's a reason for that. But do you think in the history of professional wrestling, his professional wrestling, I should say, do you think Hulk Hogan ever pulled some, something like this? Nope. Okay, not even him. Wow. He never, he so never, justified, I, he never justified any reason for his, for his, to his turns at all. Then I guess this too. is first then, because... I mean, when he when he when he made that big when he because like for a while he's always been he's always been a babyface. So when he turned when he went with the NWO, it was kind of like self-explanatory for like they didn't really need to explain much. 
And then, you know, he's been, he was lingering back and forth between heel and face, and then, well, he stayed permanently face for a while. So it's like, he never really had to explain really much anything. With Christian, I think, like, I th- oh, wait, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. I think I remember a little bit, because I think when he turned face uh, after the Rock versus him against the Rock, he explained briefly why he turned face. I may have missed this because, like, I, 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 for a fact, okay. I remember not watching that. I, I was during a time where okay, I, okay. Just, I didn't watch wrestling. Okay, okay, so uh, uh, let me explain a bit, okay? Uh, this was um, WrestleMania between the, uh, was it WrestleMania between Rock and uh, Hogan? Yeah, WrestleMania 18. Yeah, 18. So they had a match, right? And mm-hmm. after that, he came out, uh, after that um, Monday Night Raw, he came out and said, like, you know, he, he loved the crowd reaction because, um, the, at that point, the, at the WrestleMania, crowd was really divided. Like, I think um, they actually, you know, I think they chanted Hulk Hogan a little bit more than The Rock. And he brought that fact up, you know. And he explained, like, you know, that was such a good feeling and at some kind of context. So basically, he after that, he turned face, pretty much saying that, you know, the crowd reaction, like, rejuvenated him or something, something in that context. I can't remember the exact word by word, but I... Vaguely remember him mentioning the crowd and turn after that he turned heel. So, uh, not turned face. I'm sorry, he turned face. Yeah, I do remember. I vaguely remember. Weird, I do remember there was a, like, I do remember like the Hogan went in like he he was a, he was a he was a he was a heel, but like everyone was cheering him on like the face. Yeah. So he mentioned that, and I think that was the beginning of him turning uh, face. So yeah. Hulk Hogan sort of did it, but not as detailed and explicit as Christian did here. Yeah, Christian did a really good job explaining his reason, and they, like I said, like like we said, it was a very sound and very logical reason why he why he chose to be a face. So good for him. Okay, so, yes. Yeah, okay, so that's good. What do you what do you think of um, Cody Rhodes? Um, you know, promos. He was really good too. It's like he started he started really stuff up his game a lot with his promo skills. Yeah, um, goodness, like he brought up like he brought up his dad's name in there, you know. So yeah, he's like, you know, you may know Hall of Famers, but I grew up with a lot of Hall of Famers myself too. Cause he started have he started have that little southern lips when he starts talking now. It's like his father. Oh, so, oh, oh, okay, that works too. <laughs> just a little, but okay. it's very subtle how he has it. But it's like he's just like you know. I I know you 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 your best friend when he was a he, he you know your best friend was Edge Hall of Famer but you know I used to hang out with my dad and all I, all it was was the Hall of Famers all over the place. And just when it was about to, just when you think it's going to continue, Dolph Ziggler interferes, and they have a match, a scheduled match between Christian versus Dolph Ziggler. And yeah, that was a pretty decent match for the most part. It was pretty good. I don't know. It's like I'm lingering between okay to good. I don't know. It's like it, it was. I don't know why I, I was feeling that way, but I I liked it. End of the day. Okay, I'm gonna say good because I think for the most part, like uh, I think if I had to guess, half your attention went to um, Cody Rhodes commentary. I'm pretty sure that's what ended up happening. Yeah, because, you know, we all know that the Cody Rhodes can be a um, pretty good commentating, too, so. Oh, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that happens because when uh, attention is divided like that, yeah, it's a little bit tough to gauge. But uh, overall, the match was pretty good. I mean, it was a um, really nice back and forth. So I liked it. Yeah. Well, now that you put it that way, yeah, I'm reading the results. Yeah, it was actually a pretty damn good match. Mm -hmm. All right. So next segment is... Um, God, I don't even know how to explain the next segment. Okay, let me try. Let me try to do this as best as possible. So, next okay, segment, yeah. Jim Ross. We hear Jim Ross's music, but then we see it's Hornswoggle that comes out. He starts talking like Jim Ross, and then Damien Sandow, our intellectual savior of the WWE, comes out and he's like, "You know, you this little ignoramus right here is the reason why you you people are not cultured enough to have me in the ring." And he's like, peace. Drop some mic and, and, and then, what's up? No, no, no. Um, what winds up what winds up happening is that um, it almost seems like Santa was gonna beat the crap out of Hornswoggle, and I thought to myself, is this really the best way to go on beating down a midget? Like, um, shouldn't you aim higher, maybe? And just. When Sandow seemed like he's gonna land a punch on him or something, Tyson Kidd comes out of nowhere and just, just you know, the oh tax man, him. um, yeah, attacks him and just throws him off the apron. And Sandow just walks away. And when Tyson Kidd's back was turned, by the way, um, never do that when it comes to Damien Sandow because Sandow just runs into the ring, just wails on him, and uses a finisher on him and. Poses on top of Tyson Kidd, and that was a decent little little segment. It's like, yeah, we could have done without Hornswoggle, but yeah, you know, it, like the thing is, it's proof that I think they're trying to get two things. I like they're trying to get two people over that they think that desperately need to get over. Well, I don't think they desperately need to get Damien Sandow, or he's already over as is. But Tyson Kidd really needs that rub. Okay, so do you think, okay, I am hoping for this, but do you think it's possible to have Tyson Kidd to have um, one month feud with Damien Sandow? That'd be great. Yeah, because you said you want um, they, you wanted um, Tyson Kidd to be over, and I think this is a good opportunity, you know? Yeah, there you go. It's like, I saw this, and I'm like, this is going to be, this is going to be very good for Tyson Kidd unless, unless, um, unless creative sours on it later on, which I doubt it. But it yeah. like, I don't think they're doing much. I don't think they're going to be doing much. And there is really no one you can really put against um, Damien Sandow at the moment. So now will be a good time to start pulling the trigger on a lot of guys you didn't want to pull the trigger on. Especially with such a dwindling, with, with such a dwindling um, um, pool of superstars. Yeah. And, and need I remind you, Tyson Kidd is actually a good technical wrestler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So him versus Sandow, like technical face versus... Dirty heel, yeah, that's that'd be awesome. Yeah, so it's like it, it can only it can only help both of them. That's all I gotta say. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's see. After that, it's another jobber alert. Jesus fucking Christ! It is Jimmy Uso. I don't know where his brother is, really. We don't know. We don't care. Yeah, I know. Maybe, like, maybe, you, maybe he's trying to consult. Maybe he's trying to consult his bro. Maybe he's trying to consult his dad or something like that. Like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? 
And I'm pretty sure his advice is, you gotta run over someone, and then you gotta do it for the rock. <laughs> um. By the way, you skipped, over, didn't you, take... skipped over, you, you skipped over a segment I want that I wanted to briefly bring up, and it was. Oh, okay, um, okay, go ahead. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... It. it was. Okay, I'm sorry. I forgot about it. It's, um, about it Kane, Kane was talking to Matt, um, to Matt Stryker, and then at the end of, at the end of it, you see AJ just like peering peering herself in the back, and all I can think about was. Do you think she's she's becoming Tomoko Nomozawa from from Kamen Rider Forze? Um, no, because I actually like Tomoko. <laughs> there you go. But it's like the way the, the weird manner is of just like creeping creeping yourself on the back and stuff like that. Like that's all I can think of. So, um, you know what? In that aspect, yeah, there's a similarity. But here's the thing, though. Okay, Tomoko. Like, okay, for those. For those, for those of you that don't know, um, no, no, that's not it. That's not it. I, I want to get to that. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Tomoko is from Kamen Rider Falls. Tomoko, um, knows, um, yeah, knows, knows yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tomoko actually, you know what? Um, she, I think there's two different kind of creepy. Like Tomoko is more awkward creepy, as opposed to AJ is just psychotic. Um, three-way backstabbing bitch sort of crazy. Okay, good point. I'll give you that much. Yeah. So that's all I can think of myself yeah. when, I, when, I, when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I understand where you're coming from, but um, really, like, uh, AJ's crazy level right now is sort of like uh, borderline manipulation. Like, you know, because this I'm is... A master. Something, yeah, uh, yeah, something is going to unfold. At no way out. Like that's gonna be the beginning of this, like, uh, AJ turning into this like, um, oh god, like, um, I dare say, like, you know, Sartan or something. You know, put up different face each time. Well, that, that he's more like he's he's more infiltration, but that's a whole different story. But uh... I guess, but. But I get what I get what you mean. He like she's she's pulling the strings on a lot of things that they, that she shouldn't be pulling the strings on. Right. And I like it so. But like, so okay, that, I mean, that's what I wanted to bring up. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, it works out for her. Like, it gives her more depth as as a character. Yeah, because she was just there for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know who? Yeah, but guess what? Now you know who's just there. Who? Aksana. Aksana? The, the, the missing yes. Belk, the, the missing Belk sibling. Because she's, I swear to God, like, yeah. I, was confu- I was confused. I always, I always say the way she talks, she talks like like, like Nico Belk from GTA 4. Oh, Jesus. I gotta stop playing that. I gotta, I gotta pick up that game again. Anyways, so yeah, we, we have pepperoni tits. Uh, um, Antonio says Nero. <laughs> God damn it. I had to say it. I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> Yes, it's Antonio's. It's Antonio's Alvarez Jimmy Uso. God damn it! Pepperoni Ted's versus 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 Pineapple Head. Yeah, and uh, Pepperoni wins. Yeah, there you go. Good old Pepperoni Tits. Oh man, it's it's. I don't know what they're doing with Antonio Cesaro now. Not anymore. I don't know what they're doing with them. Me neither. Yeah. I was looking at this like just before. Like, I, I I was looking at this. And I'm like, okay. 
Alright. Okay. Mm hmm. So. Okay. You're beating up people. I, that's good. I mean, it makes you look strong, but. There's nothing I, I, substantial. I think... I think it's a, I think it's the same thing with Ryback that we were, that, we were, that we were discussing earlier. It's like, what what else can you do with him at this point, or where else can you like what else, where else can he go? Here's the worst part: is that okay? At least with with Ryback, you can sort of understand because a they're going for the Goldberg route. B he's intimidating as fuck. You know what? That's fine. With Antonio Cesaro, you don't have that. Like he doesn't come off intimidating. Of course, his theme song doesn't help. But I'm gonna say that, nothing... that that fucking theme song. Oh my god! Yeah, horrible, horrible theme song. But aside from even with without that, there's really his overall appearance doesn't really warrant um, jobber killing. Yeah. yeah, I'm also confused. Is he supposed to be a heel or a face? I think he's supposed to be a heel because, uh, you know, he stole, quote-unquote, stole Teddy Long's love interest or something like that. But that's I another problem. Yeah, go on. That's another problem is that there's no distinction with him. Like, you don't know what to make of his um gimmick, you know? Yeah, that's, that, that, the reason I have is like, is he, like, I'm, I'm watching this, like, is this supposed to be like a heel or a face? Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And that's the biggest problem. It's just like, we can't distinguish him. Therefore, he loses all the characteristics. Yeah, and he's a good... Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I like him. You know, and the thing is, it's just like, uh, what can you... Like, you need to work with him. For God's sakes, please. Like, seriously, give him something. Give him some. Give him a definition is all he asks because he has nothing in terms of his personality. It's... Okay, I'm gonna... I can't believe you I'm saying this, but I'm gonna take you back... For God's sakes. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna take you back a bit. Okay, okay. I'm gonna take you back a bit, okay? Uh, back when he was um, Claudio Castagnoli yeah. in the Indies, like, he started off as um, this, like, evil Swiss banker gimmick, you know? Yeah. And... And you know what? Guess what? He would have his match wearing a, a colorful tie. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. And and then after that, he kept evolving to the point that he, you know, he developed this gimmick of, you know, he is very European. He's a European heel. Yeah. You know, from Switzerland. Okay. Still has a definition. Not as colorful as a you know, Swiss banker gimmick, but it's still colorful. And, you know, you believe that he's heel, in like this cocky bastard heel. And even when he was supposed to be more or less a um, face, like when he was part of the um, Kings of Wrestling, like, you know, you he still had definition as a face because, you know, they him and Chris Hero, like, dominated the um, tag team division. So, you know... They already had the definition at that point. Here, all we get are information from Michael Cole and Josh Matthews and, you know, not Booker T, because they always mention about, you know, he used to be a former um, Swiss rugby player and he used to be in Swiss Army or something. Yeah, well, guess what? Them saying it doesn't help much, you know? Um, Claudio, I'm sorry. Antonio Cesaro himself has to show it. You know, commentary can only do so much. 
And the thing is also like you have a you mean you, you can make that gimmick work. Look at um look at how built to the Rio. Yeah, a Mexican example, aristocrat. Yeah. You can you can make like this like rich foreigner who is just who, who can who can tell who can help who can help who can like you know hold himself he can hold his own. But guess and... what? Guess what? But guess what? Here's the difference: is that Alberto Del Rio established that particular um, gimmick by himself for the most part. You know, he had the swagger. He's he cut a promo that was oozing with swagger and. Just this arrogance, and you know, also helping Ricardo Rodriguez. And you, also, this also, also helped that he's a really good wrestler too. That too, like these, these, all these combinations just helped him establish his gimmick. Antonio Cesaro has uh, he has technique, but he lacks everything else. Oksana does nothing for his personal persona. Yeah, and that's a that's the that's the biggest shame right now. It's just like. We don't know what to do. We, like, what can we do at this point? And the thing is, I'm just drawing blanks at this point. Yeah, it's just. I wish we had the answer, but for now, I mean, we're here in our, in our, you know, respected, respectable city, and you know, nothing much we can do about it. Yeah. So, I mean, we can just hope for the best. You know, if they if they do if they do bring up Chris Hero, aka you know. Clashes Ono, and then they have something. Yes, they have to have something going with that, but that's a that's a. Oh hell yeah! Bring back kings, of, bring back kings of wrestling. There we go. That'd be great, but. Yeah, but all right. So we move on to the main event: Sheamus versus Kane. Mm. You know how I said earlier that if you if you can get Kane on, on a good on a good night, you can actually have a good match. This wasn't that night. Hmm. Was I was. I was. Match, so. Go on. I was. I was okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay with. It. Like I said, it's not, it wasn't a bad match. It was okay. So it's like it's it's a whatever match for me. Like I said, like you, it's just like right now, like like I said, it's just like Kane on on some night can have him have a really good match, like he, like he had on Raw, but this night I was just like. Uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, this match was was there to establish something at after the match, which is Sheamus just kicking down Kane and Ricardo Rodriguez, pretty much um, further intestin intestin in just to further the feud between Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio. And amazingly, you can tell that 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 um that um that Ricardo Rodriguez took all of his makeup, like really like within the span of an hour. Oh yeah, that too. It's just like, wow, that is amazing. Yeah, so it's like props whoever like props whoever got his makeup off because it's like, damn, that 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 is um, you know that that usually that shit would would last you like three four days to get that shit off you. He did it. They did it in like less than an hour. Bravo, bravo. Yeah. So, so what'd you think of this SmackDown? I thought it was good. Not the best show, the, not the best show of the week. I will give that to Raw, but it was really, it was high up there. I think all three shows were really good this week, believe it or not. One of those rare moments, huh? Yeah, it was one of those rare moments where it's just like you, you got me in a good, you got me in a good mood. It was actually a really good Raw, a decent, a decent impact with some good matches and like good, some good like filler. 
and a, and a halfway decent like SmackDown that that actually wasn't like you know that wasn't trying to like you know that wasn't trying to challenge my intelligence. So yeah, uh, you know there were a lot of good matches, and again with Raw, I was never bored. I think, however, though, I'm gonna give SmackDown a slight more edge because of the main event, like that. Aftermath of Sheamus vs. Kane that was used to um, further advance Del Rio and um, Sheamus' feud. Although at this yeah. point, after Del Rio's injury, I don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, at least they tried. With, um, with Ross' main event, it was just there to, you know, well, put it this way. It was there to satisfy the fans like all the fans that was just waiting for michael cole to get wailed on you know i think it's like um for me i didn't like the thing is if this was any other week and that and that was the main event i would have just been like pissed but like i didn't really mind it because i think the wrestling on raw made it up for all for made it up so it's like i'm not really that that um that aggravated about it so I didn't say I was aggravated. I'm just saying that you know they re- it, that match. While you know it was still the raw was enjoyable, but um, that main event did nothing significant between John Cena and Big Show. That's why. True. Yeah, I'm just basing off that. I mean, I'm not saying it was a bad um, segment, but you know it it did nothing for um, Cena and Big Show. That's all I'm saying. No, I I understand. And meanwhile, the main event between Sheamus and Kane further the further Sheamus Sheamus's um main event. Yeah, with Del Rio. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. So based on that, I would give slight more edge to SmackDown. But overall, you're right. This was a good week. You know, it was good. Good SmackDown. It was good Raw. Decent in, impact. So. Good week overall. Oh uh, yeah, it was a good week overall. So, um, I want to close this off really quick, or I don't know how long this is going to take because I'm gonna, I don't know how long I'm going to be reading this, but, um, you know, <clears throat> oh, oh, hold on a second. Hold on. You have to keep in mind that we have no time limit. Yeah, true. It's, uh, it's yeah. Uh, no time limit. It's like, it's an right. Iron Man match. Yeah. So, all right. This is our first ever closing segment called Scott Steiner's Twitter. <laughs> Apparently his Twitter exploded earlier today when and I ha- and I was told Stan I gotta read this because all this, all this shit he's saying is oh my god this is this, this is just incredible the, the the outspokenness of what he's saying so I'm not gonna do his voice but I'm gonna try to at least like uh, oh my god I don't, I don't even know how to start yeah, this but I, oh well here I go so you know what maybe we. You know what? You know at this point, maybe we should make a um, prompt or something. I'll, you know, I'll talk to someone later. But for now, go on with Scott Steinerism. All right. So this was tweeted earlier today, and these were just a bunch of tweet. Don't think this is just one one tweet he just said. No, this is a bunch of things I compiled together to make us a, a, co- a cohesive um sentence, a cohesive little like sentence here. So here I go. Yeah, as cohesive, yeah, as cohesive as Scott Steiner can be. All right. So here we go. After Brooke Hogan tweeted that she would make mo- more money on her back than I did in my wrestling career, which I replied and I'll get to later, a high-ranking official from TNA, who I respect, called me and without going to whole, 
the whole conversation. He asked me to stop tweeting since I'm trying to save TNA from the same fate as WCW and its officials also has TNA's best interest in mind. I agreed until Bischoff opened his mouth and spewed his bullshit per as usual. But first, since I missed Brooks and Brooks debut, I know the I know the camera adds ten pounds. But oh my god, how big is her that? How big is her head? Did anybody notice when they when they were advertising her for the show? They had a picture of her that looked like totally different from when 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 her when she came out. How many gallons of paint did it did they did they take to airbrush that big head? And this is why I, this is why I accepted a challenge that she could make more money on her back, even though her got her you know even though guys have finishes or some or some guys just are bored, but she has too many physical very very um variables and abnormalities to be com to be completely to be competitive or make money as a whore. Damn. <laughs> This is the first time I'm reading this, by the way. I'm like, holy shit! Keep in mind that she could have issued the challenge that that she could have made more make more money sing, singing, but she chose the prostitution because even even she knows her singing sucks. Her dad took her few music studios in Nashville in a last ditch effort, and of course they got laughed out of the studio. Same results can't same results can't sing but can't dance, and she looks like an Amazon. A lot of responses. To her debut was that she was an Amazon. She had like she had she has fat knees, kanks, and then I mentioned she has a big head, sprinkled with little transvestite dust. So with a horrible ratings and, and review of her and review of his daughter, what does Hogan? What the? What does Hogan do? Retweet his sexual tweets because the guy asked him to. Lol. That's what. That's a fucking idiot. I need need some people to tweet Hogan the most vulgar sexual lace tweets ever and see if the dumbass retweets him. So let me translate all this from Steiner knees to English. Okay, good. Okay, so apparently Brooke Hogan tweeted to Scott Steiner that you know shut the fuck up and tweet and Steiner's like fuck no. And he and he calls him a whore. He calls him a transvestite. He calls her she has a big head. She has big feet. She has big everything. That she's a whore, and that Hulk Hogan will, will retweet anything that that goes her way. That goes his way, which is true. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, <laughs> holy shit! Um, I I I don't know, man. Now I have this. Now I'm contemplating, like, you know, sending tweets to Hulk Hogan. He'll, he'll retweet it anyways, regardless. Oh my god. Okay, good. I have to think of something just outlandishly hilarious and disgusting. And he'll do it. That's the worst part. Oh, 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 oh. I got an idea. Okay. Can you send Hulk Hogan a picture of you on bed without shirt? See if he retweets it. Hmm. Mm. Mm. That's a good. That's a good thing. But um, let me see. I'll get. I'll get back to you. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Okay, cause this is gonna be so goddamn hilarious if he tweets it. <laughs> All right. Oh man. All right. Um, I have a question. Uh, is there like a website? Is it? Is it like a website that um archives these Scott Steinerisms? No, it's all on his Twitter. 
Okay, good. I guess I guess that's our archive then. Yeah, it's like that's where I got it from. This was this was fresh from today, by the way. It's like no bullshit. The time I'm, I'm reading this, this was today's freshest tweets. Which is weird because like we thought like he he disappeared because like he hadn't tweeted in like three weeks. And he comes up with this, and he comes up with he comes out with brilliance. I'm like, bless you. Scott Steiner, everyone. Exactly. <sighs> All right. Oh, God damn. That was a mouthful. I know. <laughs> you know, you know, you know how fucked up it is trying to process everything he's trying to say and try to put it into like in, in context. Um, it's pretty fucked up. All. Yeah, I guess. All I could say is, like, there should be, like, a college course for this, like, Steinerism 101. Steinerism. The Professor Steiner. Good luck trying to understand him. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna fail that class. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, is there any other thing you want to bring up? Anything you want to discuss at all before we leave? Uh, no. Um, that's about it, actually. Alright, then you want me to close up shop or you want to take over, my good man? Um, hold on a second. Alright, let me take over a bit. Yes, sir. If take I may. Take over, my good man. Alrighty, everyone. You can check, check out, check, check, check our, check our, yes, we're dubstepping. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> you can check our podcast, uh, I know. You can check our podcast at PlasticJoint.com for Count Out, the wrestling podcast. I'm Stan the Man. And I'm Ramsey Rivera saying, Ring the champ, Bill! <laughs>